freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Getting, Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports Station. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's the, the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. Yeah, explosive story came out yesterday um, in three different places at once. The, just tracing where the story comes out is a challenge, right? So uh, this guy, Jason Wolf, is a writer for the Arizona Republic. He That's also owned by USA Today. He did this six-month investigation into uh, the giving habits of the NFL Walter Payton Men of the Year Award winners. And then it also ran on Yahoo for free rather than behind a paywall. And so it just kind of blew up yesterday and specifically part two of this of this series, which deals with Russell Wilson, right, who won the Man of the Year Award just a couple of years ago. And it's not a good look for us, right? I mean, it, it, it sort of paints three major categories of issues, right, Brock? It, it talks through um, or, or writes through and investigates how much money, the percentage of money that is actually given to charity, and it's low. Which, by the way, can I encourage people, and I, I wanted to do this earlier. Yeah. Have you ever used the site Charity Navigator? I've seen it, and, and a lot of people have sent that back to me during this process. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. You can just simply, you know, because if you want to know where your dollars are going, they do an exhaustive look like this, like Jason Wolf did for this piece, for this investigative piece over the years. Yeah, that's what they do. They, that's what they do. And, and you know what? When you're a tax-exempt nonprofit, you every every dollar is audited and looked into and how much goes to administrative costs and goes mm-hmm. to the expenses of paying your people versus hey man these dollars and cents are going right back into that charity into those yeah people. i like the way he phrased it that that a 501c3 a nonprofit is actually owned by the people Yes. That's the whole idea of being tax exempt, and I never really thought of it that way. So that was uh, that was an interesting way of of describing it. So that that's problem one. Mm-hmm. Not uncommon, as he ex- as he explained, nope. uh, especially with some of these other NFL guys. I'll get back to that in a moment. Two, uh, there's some real sort of shadiness between what his his the executive directors of the uh, of the, the officers and the nonprofit also working for the for profit side. Not supposed to do that. They're supposed to be that. a hard and fast line. It's not supposed to be crossed. And it was. Do I think that that was malicious and criminally intentional? No, I don't. I don't have any proof of that. That's just my gut feeling in in reading the story. Is it wrong? Yes. Does it need to change? Yes. Is the IRS going to come in and take a look at it? Almost definitely. So, all right, that's question and issue number two. And then the third one is this idea of exaggerating your contributions. And he details, you know, Russell with a two point something million dollar check when it turns out you're only giving a couple hundred thousand dollars of that of that money. That, to me, is what fit the Russell Wilson pattern of exaggeration of his own accomplishments, which we've been watching here for a decade. And it's certainly Mm -hmm. gotten worse in the last couple of years. So I wrote about that at SeattleSports.com. Please read it. We talked to Jason Wolf about it. And I think this is sort of the key. Why is Russ different from the others? Because the other guys in his story look good. Calais Campbell and uh, Peanut Tillman and uh, Andrew Whitworth. And Quan Bolden. They all come out, if you read through it, and I did. I read through the whole story last night, all five of them. They come out looking like victims trying to do the right thing. And Russell doesn't. So we asked him, how is Russell different? The way Russell's story is different from the ones that I just mentioned is because Peanut Tillman found, figured out what was going on and left that company, right? And now his nonprofit's doing really well. Phileas Campbell ended up 
stopped, he stopped hosting this golf event that lost money year after year after year. He was actually paying his sister to run the nonprofit at the beginning, which is a detail not in the story. Um, I can only get so much about these guys in, you know what I mean, when, when I write about so many of them. But, you know, then he started donating hundreds of thousands of his own money to reputable organizations. Anquan Bolden and his wife turned things around. Uh, Andrew Whitworth is in the process of shutting his nonprofit down. He's spending more on salaries than charity, but it's at a very different level than Russ. Andrew Whitworth, we're talking about like 33000 in salary over the last three years and twenty grand in charity, 35 cents of every dollar to nonprofit. But he knows, and he's trying to shut it down, and it's small potatoes. Russ is different because he seems to be leaning into this. It's getting worse over time. Because it's huge. It's too big. None of those guys are the Russ and Sierra empire. None of them own a perfume company and own multiple companies and own production companies and are hip-hop artists and have tens of millions of followers and are brand ambassadors and are influencers and have a Russell Wilson uh, Academy and have a, a, a school I mean, it's, it is the empire, right? Isn't that what one of his groups is called? The West to East or mm-hmm. East to West Empire? I mean, it's an empire. And it's huge. And I joked about this earlier. And I'm like, can I just have a quarterback? Right? And, and you've watched the Peyton Mannings and look at the Aaron Rodgers. And, and you've watched these guys, Mike. And, and for Aaron, it's all like, <laughs> It's all isolated on him, right. but it's right. But it, it, but it's all of his journeys and all. And, and you know that Green Bay is like, oh, can I just can't you sim- just play quarterback? Can we just simplify? <laughs> right. I mean, can we just normalize? Can't you just be like, you know, do we really need the the TB12 brand? Do I really need the TB12 diet? Do I really need Tom? Your people in the building? Do I they, really need those guys all can of this? have more value than what the league can pay them? Right. I mean, that that's why like, hey, all right, the league can pay me 50, but I might be able to make 100. So that's let's right. go. That's right. And ultimately, Bill Belichick, New England's like, you know what? We're just done. Get, get your people out of here. And you know what? Go go to go play in Tampa. Right. And I, I think ultimately the Denver Broncos, especially they don't win this year and he didn't play great. Like We're just done. Like this is just too much. And even, you know, Sean Payton in his introductory press conference on Monday. You got that little sound you want to pull up? I don't have the, it in front of me. No. The new head coach of the Denver Broncos said what? I want anonymous donors, right? I, we're going to be about being anonymous don't donors. We're not going to be front and center influencers. And I know, Mike, I can feel it. Like this is one of those topics. You're looking at that text toy, mm-hmm. but I can feel it through my headphones and I can feel it through this microphone. There's a lot of people screaming right now. Enough. Shut up on Russ. Uh, he's not even here anymore. Not really, actually. Well, I could feel it. Almost, almost none. <laughs> Seriously? No, not not just in the sense like uh, it's just Russ is too much. Just too much, Russ. You're just too much. And I, and and I'd rather you know, in some degree, like just not talk about this. I don't even want to talk about it because he is just simply too much. And it got to be Mike, frankly, here too much. Got to be too much, even for Pete Carroll. What's Pete Pete's middle name? Do we know Pete's middle name? I'd really like to say it now if I knew it. Peter Michael Carroll. I don't know. He, Lydia's Gino, always tweeting Gino it. tweeted it out when he didn't yeah, well, get Coach of the Year. It was, Peter it Clay was, Carroll. Yeah. Even for Peter Clay Carroll, <laughs> Russ was too much. Sherm wasn't. Marshawn wasn't. Chaos wasn't. Craziness wasn't. But it got all of this. Got to be even too much for Peter Clay Carroll mm. to go, you know what, man? This is not tenable. Yeah. It's not tenable anymore. Just and I'd to say to Russell, 
And I'd say to Russell personally, and you know what? I kind of said this when he moved on from here. Hey, Russ, man, I hope you can connect. I hope you simplify and you find a way to hang with your guys and you connect with your teammates in ways that unfortunately didn't happen here. How's that going? Well, why why did it unfortunately not happen here? I think we're learning why. Because when you're pulled in 6,000 directions and you're bigger than life and you're trying to present everything bigger than life Mm -hmm. and that you don't need to sleep and you can be all things to all people all the time, you can't. And I'll leave it with this. The late, great Frank Stegan and I, my old real estate boss who I loved so much, and I only spent a few years with him. We were driving one time to one of his properties, and he said to me, and he's in his 70s at this point. I'm driving. He said, you know what, Brock? You know what the reality of life is? I'm in my 70s now. I got all these things. But you know what the reality is? I don't own these things. All these things own me. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to Russell and all of these things that he owns – in all of these entities, in all of these ventures, I think that this little investigative speech or uh, investigative piece was pretty clear that you don't all own all those things, Russ. These things are owning you. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, it has been certainly a rough year for Russell Wilson on the field, off the field. He's been the national butt of jokes. And now it turns out an investigation into the finances of his nonprofit. It started as part of a larger USA USA Today investigation, rather, into the NFL and its Walter Payton Man of the Year award winners. But the focus kind of turns to Russell Wilson and Jason Wolf, who wrote this story, was on with us. There are a few different issues, including the non-separation between people who worked for his for-profit business and his non-profit uh, issues with uh, how much money is actually being donated to charities. And then the one that I keep focusing on is the exaggeration. Much of what you know the Russell Wilson Foundation does in terms of saying that Oh, well, together we donated $10 million with Safeway and Albertson to Seattle Children's Hospital. It's like, okay, well, yeah, that might be true. Um, but when you look at the tax records, it's like 800000 from the Russell Wilson Foundation, and it's $10 million from Safeway and Albertson. And half of that money was donated before Safeway and Albertson says they even partnered with the Russell Wilson Foundation. So, you know, you have this nonprofit that's, that's taking credit for, for doing more than what its tax records reveal. And, you know, I wrote about this at SeattleSports.com, Brock, and this is what I keep coming back to. That's Russ. No. The exaggeration was in some ways, all right, we chuckled about it, but that's the problem, right? The, the constant need for more. It's not enough to have come back and played on an MCL and a, and a high ankle sprain. You've got to get your finger doctor to write that you're the greatest healer of all time. Why? This because constant you, need yeah. to exaggerate your own accomplishments, it, it eventually was going to have a serious repercussion, and now it's coming out. Well, and I think this also speaks to, and yeah, this is a tough day, man. Russell was so loved here for so long and, and, and was such a big part, frankly, of our show, Salk, and, and, and along with Pete and building up the organization and all the wins and all the mountaintops that we all got to experience. But I think this is yet another one of those layers that when you dig into it, you start to understand the friction you start to understand why even the kj rights right we're like yeah man i never knew him right you start to understand why doug baldwin's like dog cussing him and why richard sherman was openly this year rooting against him mm-hmm. because there just wasn't a connection the the, the, the perception this, and this goes beyond that though i mean this is that need to be more than you are it's the same thing brock that led him to leaving seattle 
It's not enough for me to just go into the Hall of Fame. I need to be the greatest passer of all time and show I... No, you don't. You're doing what you're meant to be doing and you're doing it well. Why can't that be enough? Because when you're an influencer and you're a social influencer and look at the world we live in, Mike, and so much of it is all the ridiculous perception of it, Mm. right? And when you are an influencer and not an anonymous donor, it's a different world. Here's the second thing you need to know. Another good conversation with Jerry Depoto today as he gets himself ready for spring training just about a week away uh, from pitchers and catchers, not even a week away from them reporting to Peoria. And he said a lot of the guys are down there and everybody's in the best shape of their career, which is good to hear. Uh, you know, a few things that I just take away from listening to Jerry. They feel a lot of confidence, but I think as we suggested last week, Brock, they're not going to rest on their laurels. They know that it's a new year and they're going to have to figure out how to get right back to the top of that mountain yeah i think that is totally fair and i think uh you know the, the newsy takeaway is <laughs> pitchers and catchers may report next thursday officially but the majority of them are there including robbie ray who is already getting his work and already getting his bullpens and then a shout out to skyler skyler if you're listening again man you're in the best shape of the uh, baseball <laughs> ops people and it's not even close Here's the third thing you need to know. Cracking back at it tonight in New Jersey. Up and down news uh, on the injury front there. Bad news, Andre Burakovsky placed on IR. He is hurt. Happened on a non-contact injury uh, in the last game. That is not a good sign. He's been obviously one of the difference makers for them this year. Good news, they get a little help on the blue line, though, as Justin Schultz is reactivated after being out a while with his injury. And then they called up uh, John Hayden from the minor leagues in order to help out. I thought he played pretty well in the fourth line, and they do have a little extra room. Daniel Sprong was a healthy scratch the other night. So as they get ready to go at it in New Jersey, where, by the way, Jack Hughes is not going to play. He's their best player. Hopefully they can get themselves back into the win column. Shane Ryan have an opportunity to come back up or is he done for the year i don't think he'll be coming back up you don't think he'll be coming back up i didn't think kevin durant would be going to the phoenix suns either uh when i laid my head on the pillow last night but that was the blockbuster trade in the nba as well former supersonic kevin durant now bounced around this league a little bit from oklahoma city to golden state to the brooklyn nets now in phoenix and i'm gonna probably guess this won't be his last spot but last stop but the new owner down there in phoenix man in the valley of the sun all in young new owner saying let's go makes an enormous blockbuster trade and they now become the favorite in the western conference that is everything you need to know here on a thursday morning on brock and sulk seattle sports on 710 seattlesports.com as well yes sir hey uh, i know russ and the nfl dominate a bunch of this and jerry popped in can i can i ask you this though i, I was curious as he was talking about that rule change and we played the Jeff Passon sound and Jeff talking about, you know, batting average is being 10 points up and, and really benefiting the right. the hitters and, and Jerry really saying, oh, I think actually it's going to benefit the pitchers and the clear, the mechanism of these hitters is going to be difficult uh, of the five starting pitchers right now for the Mariners. Marco's not going to have an issue. Mm. Uh, Logan pitches fast. Robbie is super, super fast. Not quite Mark Burley, but he likes to play with tempo. Kirby's fine. Luis Castillo is the one that's got a little bit of wind-up machinations. He's the one that likes to adjust yeah, his hat. Could he's, affect the one, him. he's the one veteran that has not walked and lived in any of this path at all. Could he be the one? I, I would think of the one. Maybe, but he's also a flat heartbeat guy, right? I mean, he's not a – so I, I don't know. I, I think he's been around the game enough that I would hope – His he, routine will be the most effective. Yeah, that could be. You know who the slowest worker on the Mariners pitching staff was last year? You know this answer? I do. 
Yeah. I saw it or I would answer. It's commonly thought to be uh, Diego Castillo, but that's not who it was. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It was no, Munoz. Munoz. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He takes some time. He takes a little time out there. Yes, he does. So I'm curious to see <laughs> if uh, Andres is able to uh, normalize himself to this. Rush, rush senior smoke. Well, I'm not trying to. They're putting a clock on him. I've already yeah. objected to the clock idea. What do you want? I, you know what? Life? I got to get something off my chest next. Oh, you're going to do that? Uh, yeah. I've got a confession. <laughs> no, this is not, nothing crazy. This is actually about our show unit. Oh, good. About the four of us. All right. I've got a confession. Brock has a confession. Yep. Good uh, for the soul. Bad kind for the of family. Reputation. This is family business right. that's going to come out bad with the show Bad for the reputation. Unit. Good for the soul. That's next. Plus some Dave Wyman sound that you'll want to hear. It's Brock and Salk. Seattle Sports on 710CLSports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. We'll do some ranking coming up here in 15 minutes. It'll be topical, I promise. I got some Wyman and Bob sound to contrast with some KJ Wright sound that we want to play for you guys. Big announcement today coming up at 2 o'clock on the station on Wyman and Bob related to that show. So uh, make sure you are listening. I think everybody will enjoy this one. That's 2 o'clock this afternoon. But, Brock, you want to yeah. you want to air family business? Are you airing I do. dirty laundry or family business? It's a little bit of both. And I told Maura, you know, as we went to break, I said, Maura, this is about you. Okay, I'm just, yep, not to add any anxiety over those this, couple minutes. Was this about that TikTok trend she was showing <clears throat> nope, us? Nope, 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 nope. This is a little family business. And so let me just say, in a little bit of a confession, okay, the, the kids these days, Titus is liking to use this line. He says, facts. He'll say something and then he'll go, facts. And once again, because I'm kind of the culture guy, right, the, the one that understands it. <laughs> so here's, here's just some flat out facts. Let okay. me just tell you facts. Uh-huh. Colin Paisley changed on the job. He went from a bumbling, stumbling fool calling Jack Zorenzik to now a social media magnet and star. He mm-hmm. changed. Boy, howdy, he went from just, just this humble selling fruit kind of kid to, to this just bigger than life. That's actually bro- not true, but okay. okay. He was bigger- nev- there was never anything humble about howdy, but okay. <laughs> to, to this like graz, grazian, bigger than life, cocksure of everything wow. and knows everything, right? Uh, and, uh, Andy Bunker came in as like one of the nicest guys. And at one point, Kyle Brown and him, Kyle Brown called him one of the, I mean, words I can't even. He called him a cheater, didn't he? Oh, beyond that. Yeah. And then he and, went on to a great big career. He's a midday host in Atlanta. And dropping F-bombs on Bunker's head. Right. Right, because Bunker had turned. So, I mean, the, the producers of our shows, it's just facts. Yeah. They change. I'm not liking the direction Mora's going, all right? That email last night about Russ, I feel like Mora is turned into Maureen. Mm -hmm. I feel like ranked is just bogging her down. It's breaking her. She's, she's, I I feel in some of these emails, I'm not going to share the words. I'm not going to share any of that stuff. That is private. But I feel like, Salk, you're, you're turning more into Maureen more and more often, and I don't like it. I don't like it. It is rare when I give a take that is, is, somewhat cynical and jaded and i yes. get somebody to be like that's not jaded enough which is kind of what more uh, said okay, yesterday wait. i felt like your original story was not cynical at all it was i feel bad for it Russ. was a little less jaded and so i, I changed said uh-huh. i don't feel bad for him i right. think he brought this on himself i think he hired a guy like mark rogers for a reason mm-hmm. i think he likes to play the nice guy and he doesn't care if people that work for him maybe do some things behind the scenes so i tend to believe that like we talked about, this isn't on a Brett Favre level, but I 
don't think he minds if maybe he gets to pay someone six figures that also does some personal work for him and mm-hmm. some, some lines mm-hmm. are crossed. He might not be the only one, right? I'm, I'm, I, you know, we, we did not do this investigation, nor are we qualified to do investigations like this. This was done by USA Today uh, and the Arizona Republic, right? So this was not our report. We're just reacting to what happened. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of text messages and, and responses. Well, what if you look at this person and that person? You might be right. I'm not telling you that Russ is unique. I'm also not capable of doing this kind of investigative report. None of the four of us are. If the Seattle Times decides to look into somebody else or USA Today does, I'll happily react to that as well. But right now, this is what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, somehow Brock has it's turned that luck. into me being the producer <laughs> yeah. on your show. Wow. <laughs> if I'm cynical of Russ, yeah. then that's you. I did that to you. Transformation. Yeah. Maura, I just don't want you to become cynical Northeast Maureen. You've turned into really now nice let's, let's Pacific Northwest Maura. Wow. I just don't want me and Salt to be that influence. It's let's not about you. Fair. Lydia worked with us for how long? And did not become one iota more cynical during that time. If anything, she went in the other direction. Right. So right. I, there is a hole in your theory here. But she did not have Northeast roots. Okay. Morris, true. Maureen's true. got some Northeast that's, roots that's up fair. there. That's fair. Maybe good I was point. always this cynical. I was just timid to speak my mind. <laughs> okay. Also possible. Okay. Good. So what you're saying is we've emboldened you to be more mean? Oh, I would actually agree with that. you emboldened me to vocalize it. Ah. As well. I said, look at the facts. Colin, boy, howdy, bunker facts are maybe, facts. Maybe we need to have that old reminder that if you have nothing nice to say, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> say anything at all. No cap. I don't understand Whoa, how no cap. That's another good one. How, like, supporting an investigation that questioned Russell and saying, nope. I believe there may be some shadiness here is mm, mean. No, not mean at all. Nope, not mean at all. Just that cynical. I just, as I said, this isn't more <laughs> about you. It does worry me that I'm more cynical than Sulk. Yes. That's right. That's exactly right. That should worry you. <laughs> I just want to help you out in life. That should actually be somewhat Come concerning. Come back to this moment. You're like, when was the first time you realized? <laughs> well, you guys also have to take into account, Things if we're looking at from it you. from the show producer standpoint, that yep. Justin is like the most optimistic person. I think you likened right. him to a puppy dog at one point. So. Look at him over there. But then look what happened so yesterday. Like he turns into a drug addict. A druggy right? puppy yeah, dog. <laughs> The, the, the Burning Man drug addict. And that brings us back to Paisley. No, all right. Anyway, uh, I, I promised I was going to play a little bit of sound here. And I do want to do this. Spend a couple of minutes talking uh, about these two pieces of sound. No cap. Soon more is going to just start, you know, bringing a flamethrower to everything. So before that happens, I thought I more is going to be like, they're never going to sign Geno Smith. He's going to go somewhere else. He's going to make $100 million a year. He's going to dominate. Like That's like essentially where this is going. So let me play the sound first. I said 75% chance that he's stays like two weeks yeah. ago and now yeah. i'm sticking with oh. it oh. <laughs> oh, all right i'm i'm getting better i was at 30 to 35 percent and i'm back over 50 percent now that i, I think yeah but is. then when wyman drops the bomb he drops yesterday. i know this this started to this started to bring me back down again so here's wyman yesterday with bob i feel like for whatever reason that gino wants 40 million dollars i i think that's that's his number i'm gonna say right now i wouldn't give it to him I love what he did. I love who he was this year. Forty million. Best of luck to you, my friend. I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I mean, I think to me, it's it's like thirty. It's right around. Or if they did the thirty-two point four million, I, I think I'd be okay with that. Who are these two old heads counting pockets, Gina? Who are those old heads? <laughs> hey, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. That, that's great, great thought from Dave Wyman, who was pretty well tapped in. 
And Bob with an immediate response saying, hey, I wouldn't pay it. And Dave saying, I agree. And I'll back both of them up. I don't think I'd pay $40 million either. It's too much money to pay for a player that isn't, you know, in the Patrick Mahomes category. Sorry. It's not personal. I just couldn't pay him that much. Now, we can start well, to have that, that argument in I mean, the 30s, that, that's, but at that's 40? One, yeah. Come on. And that's one level of it is to compare him to the market. The other level of it is what does it do to your house? So it's one thing to look at the whole market and say, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just you're, you're not Allen. You're not Mahomes. You're not Burrow. You're not those guys. You're not of that age anyway or ilk. So that's one thing with the market. But then in your own house, at $40 million, you start to affect your house. You start to affect the rest of the remodeling you need to do. And it's not even, in some places, remodeling. We are talking about uh, taking stuff to the studs in your front seven. Mm-hmm. When K.J. Wright says to us yesterday, they don't have a linebacker. And that's mostly because Jordan Brooks tore his ACL and me, like K.J., are putting no expectations on the start of 23 on him. He may be a midseason acquisition when he comes back. May- maybe not play at all next year. I mean, that happened, what, the last game of the season? So in, in, in late December. So right now, we don't have a quarterback on the roster. According to KJ, we don't have a viable NFL linebacker on the roster. And we all know they do not have a difference-making defensive lineman mm-hmm. uh, good enough to sustain and, on this and roster. And yet, KJ feeling a lot more optimistic. The question is, it's not if Geno's going to get signed. It's when would Geno Smith get signed. And I think the biggest question that the fan base is looking for is, What's that magic number going to be? What can John Snyder and Coach Carroll and Gino all agree to? And I believe when you look at Gino, when you look at any player that's up for a contract, it's a complete body of work, right? When we look at Gino Smith, it's only been one season of phenomenal football. And so I'm very interested to see, will this, will this be a type of contract to where you have a good base salary, but hey, Gino, we love you. You did phenomenal for us. Let's put a few incentives in here for you to re- reaffirm us, reassure us that you are the quarterback that we are paying. So what does that look like, Brock? I mean, it, you know, you can only go so far with incentives in the NFL. Is it the Seahawks come in and say, all right, we'll offer you 25, you can get to 35? Is it, hey, we're going to offer you 30 and you can get to 40 like you want? I mean, mm-hmm. how, how far are you willing to go? Because the problem with huge numbers and incentives is if you start hitting them, you got, it starts to affect your cap. Right? I mean, like, now you got to make moves to deal with those. Yeah, last year, Gino doubled his salary. But from three to six, not from 30 to 40. Excuse me, three and a half to seven. Stop counting his pockets. All right, it's a million bucks. We're crying out loud. Uh, How far can you go? Yeah, I mean, you you can't go out of control. I mean, you're not going to go from 25 to 50 million. You're not going to do something of that nature. But is there another, you know, five to to seven million bucks, you know, to say, hey, you just do what you did last year? Mm hmm. And, and KJ gave us a good window in because KJ's had these negotiations with these men. He knows how they work. He knows how Matt Thomas, the capologist, how John Schneider, the GM, he knows how they operate. And, you know, they're going to say, hey, man, one year. Look at, look at the entire body of work. <laughs> and they flipped it around on KJ when KJ's like, hey, man, look at the body of work. And they're like, yeah, but look at the year and look at your injury. Right? Look at your knee. And we just don't know about it. I mean, that's just how, it's, how that back and forth goes. And right now, I think Dave Wyman's absolutely right. What What is today? Are we February 10th yet? 9th. Fe- February 9th. On February 9th, right now, Gino and his team, 40 million, man. Let's go. That, that, my, that's my number. Is they start this negotiation as it should be. You start at that number. Anybody that's negotiated mm-hmm. for selling your house or trying to get your money or trying to get your, your, your contract and your base salary up. Like that's where, that's where we're at. And the team's probably at closer to what KJ's saying. And do they meet in the middle at 32 and a half? Probably. 
Probably. Now, how is that configured? How much of that is cash? How much of that is is a signing bonus? How is that spread out? How is that manipulated? How is that leveraged so you can do the rest of the renovations? Not little remodels, but the whole skin yeah, sale but, but re- eventually you got to pay the piper on those things. I mean, like, you know, they work for a little while. You can move things around. But eventually money is money that you've got to pay, right? I mean, unless you end up cutting the guy, you, uh, yes, you do have to pay the money. But eventually you have a lot more cap space coming off the books, mm-hmm. too, in the next couple of years. Now you hope to Charles Cross and Tariq. and but all Ryan, of that I mean, is still money that could be spent somewhere else. I mean, it, it's easy to say, oh, well, you can just do this. You can just do that. It's It's not untrue. But that is still money that could also be spent on another player or it two is, more players or five more also, players or whatever. But there's also a market out there, Mike, that you know these teams are going to make their decisions on these names that we have mentioned. Mm-hmm. And they, too, can put franchise tags on hand on, you know, on some of the different people available that you think, oh, they're free agents. They're on this free agent list. Look at the top 100 free agents. Give me this guy. Give me this guy. Give me that guy. Well, maybe they get signed in the next three weeks before the league year begins by their home team. Mm-hmm. Maybe they get franchised. By their home team, exclusive or otherwise. So, yeah, there's all sorts of uh, moving parts on both sides of this conversation. Right, I gotta put, uh, I gotta put um, Justin back on the spot here. Oh, great! Before we do some ranking, so Justin, you were nice enough to send this tweet out a few minutes ago, and uh, we we were recognized very nicely by the uh, Barrett Sports Media, who most listeners have no idea what that is, uh, but they they they're sort of an inside. Um, an inside our business national consultant. They're a big consultant. Yeah, yep. and they and they do some some uh, reporting and covering the media industry, and they do these rankings every year, and they put us on their top twenty list, which was very nice. Anyway, Justin tweeted it and said a very big shout out to Brock Heward and Mike Salk for making work fun, and an especially long standing ovation to Maura Dooley's incredible work. A couple of mm-hmm. questions there. Okay. Mm-hmm. When Seems you, pretty pretty clear. When yeah. you said long, was that sort of a like a like the <laughs> like the tie of the orange tie Maybe it the other day? In there, and I didn't mean it to. Were you were you were you? Was that a Freudian finger thing? <laughs> I'm not gonna. That's. I wish we could we could dump that. All right, I have another pair. I couldn't do my oh, work. No, oh, I no. couldn't do my work with the green gloves. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm trying another pair now. Those Morris are got giant of... purple gloves. <laughs> If you're watching on the stream at seattlesports.com, Mora has the longest. I was going to save them for formal Friday. I'm surprised you didn't. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Look at those. And they're purple, Brock, so you should like them. They're husky oh, colors. Does this, make, does this make them stand out more? They're a purple version of Jessica Rabbit gloves. Are those fancy gloves or are they the, like, um, operating gloves that have no, the I powder on like them? I think they're, like, what you would wear with a ball gown. Oh, Wow. That nice. is very fancy. <laughs> Maura, when you try on the batting gloves at Mariner Spring Training in three weeks. <laughs> what size does she have to get? Hey, do you guys have extra, extra, extra large <laughs> batting gloves? You guys are so funny. Oh, uh, we're pretty funny. <laughs> I kind of agree. Back uh, to Justin's nice thank you, Dad. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have anything else with Justin? No, that was it, really. It was yeah. just a question about Moore's long-standing ovation that he was planning to offer. I, I didn't know. take it as a pun. I, I appreciated the shout-out, Justin. Yeah, it was standing genuine. ovations are with fingers and clapping, and so I just wasn't and sure. And authentic. All right. Something we can't say about Russell Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll take the shot for you, since obviously you were too nice to take it. Let's do some ranking. Need a ranking? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Have a random word that you'd like to know every time it's been referenced in pop culture, but specifically every song ever, without us eliminating anything that's bad or we've never heard of or seen before? Then Justin and Salk have you covered. Why? 
Who knows? But they think it makes them funny, clever, and knowledgeable. This is List. Brought to you at 945 every morning by Carter Volkswagen on Rock and Salt. Ah, yes. It's time for List slash Ranked slash... What else did you call it? Chaos? Chaos, yeah. 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 It's all, yeah kind of all of the above. <laughs> anyway, uh, today, a lot uh, of conversation. Catalog. We also catalog. catalog, yes. Rolodex. Categories. Yesterday, or rather today, the big story was the Russell Wilson Foundation, the Why Not You Foundation, right? Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, foundation starts with found, founds ranked. Things that are found ranked. <laughs> wow. Not, found. not why. Not, found? Why ranked. not? Wise? No, no, it's not you. Wise rank, like the wise old owl. Sure, we could have done that. (laughs) Wise potato chips. I mean, there's a lot, obviously, in that category as well. But today is uh, found ranked like Firehouse. You know the song? Oh, do I know this song? I love to last my whole whole life through. Not have that on a bingo card. No, Firehouse Rock finally found Firehouse. the love of a lifetime. That's That's Alabama big. Shakes as well. And it's in the long time. This woman Yes. She's awesome. Probably the best singer I've ever seen in person. High praise, very high praise. Just singer, just straight. I mean, not saying it's the best concert I've ever seen, but just listening to her sing. For an hour and a half or whatever it was at Marymore, probably Ooh. the best I've ever heard. Who's the best front man you've ever seen? Or a front woman, but you know what I mean. Justin, best singer you've ever that. heard. Mora, Pro- best singer you've ever heard. Probably Zach. Really? Yeah. yeah. That would that's a really that's a really good answer. Probably Zach Taylor Roger. Uh, best singer I've ever heard would be Adele. I heard Ooh. Adele. Yeah. I saw Adele and I still think that that um blew me away. That Britney was better, Britney Howard. All right, let's see. Uh, uh, Maura, answer the question, please. Best singer. Maura can't name singer. She doesn't know anybody in any band. Uh, well, I just think I've been to mostly like hip hop. I've seen Insync live. <laughs> so JT. Nice. Uh, is Timberlake the best as, singer? Like, straight singer. I'm trying to think. But Timberlake can sing. Yeah. John Legend is another one I put up there. He's really good. All right, back to Founds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Founds. Michael Bolton. God, he's always just doing too much. <laughs> Stop doing so much. Really fits with this category today, though, doesn't it? Just doing Extra. too much. Now, more. I know you hate Cher's Believe, but how do you feel about other Cher songs? Like... You don't know this one? Ooh. Wow. You should spend a few minutes on Cher. In her whole catalog? Yeah. Yeah. I love You guys have spent more than a few minutes on Cher. Speaking yeah. of catalogs, right. Uh, there are some bands, too, Brock, like New Found Glory. Unfamiliar. You know New Found Glory? Unfamiliar. They're just sort of power pop. It's no lasting power, though. Why didn't you ask me the question back about the best singer I've ever heard? Best singer you've ever heard, Brock? What do you got? Mm. Is it when you went to go see that um, fake country st- singer? Fake Garth Brooks? Yeah. Up at Suncadia? No. Yeah. Wasn't no, that? he was good. No. Nope. Who was uh, it? You ever heard Lauren Daigle? No. Christian artist. She's done some crossover work. Oh, she is awesome. Crossover with what? Uh, uh, Slayer? Just pop culture. Nah, just just other <laughs> pop music that's crossed over. Just checking. Lauren uh, Daigle. Maybe Amazing. you know about the, do you know the band The Foundations? Maybe. No. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, don't answer too soon. Let me down. 
Worst of all. Here's the foundations. Build me a buttercup. 50s? Uh, I think it's later than that. Later? Mariah Carey, Fat Joe, and 98 Degrees all together. That's enough of that. Uh, we've got some John Lennon. He found out. Got the Founders Brewing Company. Yes, you got the Foundry in Fremont, of no, course. Fremont Foundry, yeah. Uh-huh. Good call there. Great call. The Foundation Room in Las Vegas at the uh, House of Blues. You ever been there? No, I haven't. Hmm. Been to the Foundation Nightclub in Seattle. It's no longer here. But. A friend of mine who got kicked out of the Foundation Room. You ever put foundation we'll on, Salt? I have not. I'm not really a, a big makeup guy. For Actually, pictures maybe or I anything? I put it on. You know, I take it back. Maybe at some point for some TV, yeah. I've done that. Justin? Nope. Nope. Can't say I have. Get some movies. Lost and Found, David Spade. Yep. Uh, the Founder with Michael Keaton. That's a really good one about McDonald's. Really? Yeah. That's really, really good. good. I've never yeah. seen that. Seriously? Oh, yeah. I think oh, it's good. Enjoy it. Yeah. Very good. That, of course, is Amazing Grace. Oh. We've got Rihanna. Just some behind the scenes there earlier this morning. They were like, <laughs> isn't there a song that goes like, I once was lost and now I'm found? What is that song? Who's right. And I'm like, Amazing Grace? Yeah, it was Amazing Grace. We've Come on, boys. <laughs> Come on. Super Bowl on Sunday. I she's going to sing this is. Sunday? She, she might. Definitely play that. That song was oh a smash. Alkaline Trio. There you go. Well, we can talk about the Super Bowl tomorrow. I'm, I'm coming on early tomorrow. Maybe. I'm waking up early right. tomorrow. We'll yeah, I'm doing it. All right. Are you ready for the uh, top More five? More than ready. Yeah. More than ready. All right. Number five. What are we gonna Heavy D and the boys. That's number five. Wow. What are you saying what about? You don't think that's a top five found? I guess. Maura was shocked by it. Heavy D and the boys, number five. Number four, Brock, I'm surprised that you didn't go right there, especially given the roots of this conversation today. Brett the Hitman Hart, Jim the Anvil Hart, the Hart Foundation. And when you step in the ring with the Hart Foundation, you've got to have heart. Was that Brent Musburger introducing them? it was. That's what it sounded like. Wow. Those were the days, man. Those That's pretty exciting. Days. The Heart Foundation. Number four. Who's your favorite <laughs> tag team ever, Justin? Ooh. Ever. I mean, I, NWO was the only thing that I remember, like, really, really loving. That was when I got oh, into the... I love the Road Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah that's Road Warriors are fantastic. Number one uh, for me will always generation. be... Uh, the British Bulldogs? No, Axe and Smash Demolition. Oh, yeah. Doing the decapitation. But I like the Hardy Boys too. Oh, yeah. They're fun with Lita. That era of my, like, I wish I watched it more. I was only like two years of my life, so I didn't really. You seem like you'd be a Hardy Boys guy. They were sort of the extreme jumping off stuff, breaking bones. Like, that's sort of like your. I mean, you were always the contrarian salt. Did, did you that, like, did did you like the Sheik and uh, no. the Russian guy? No, no, I wasn't into that. You I like demolition. I like the face paint. Right. Number three. <laughs> Found out about you. Guys love putting like third eye blind Google dolls. They do. I know. Yeah. Jim Blossoms, Google dolls. I really like the Jim Blossoms, though, and I don't like those other pants as much. Maroon 5. Uh, Oh, that was me and Gene, by the way. Getting a lot. We're getting corrected on that. Yeah. It sounds like Brent Musburger. Yeah. I thought it was too. He tried to emulate. emulate. Number two. Hard for me. 
I'm not a U2 fan, but, but I recognize song. that that song's got to be in this oh, list in the top five. That's fantastic. Song. Just not great a big song. U2 fan. Now, this is not the name of this song, but as you know, if either Farner or Tom Petty <laughs> is involved, they're probably going yeah. to be number one on our list. And so this one was fairly obvious, I think. There you go. Thank you, Tom Petty. Always sliding mm. into the top spot. Mm. You can't the help founding it. fathers. Oh, the founding fathers, yes. <laughs> Forgot about that. Did you mention just a lost and found? Yeah, we well, mentioned the movies movie. uh, Lost okay. and Found. Yeah. Of course. How'd we do? We do okay today? Mora? Sure. <laughs> what was the other one we started doing in the studio and she got mad at us for? Uh, Try to do another rank today, too. Bert. Bert. Bert Backrack died today. Bert Backrack died. Yeah. Hey, Mora. Yeah, Mora, we are doing we headlines. We're doing headlines tomorrow. That was you a are? great idea. We are. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was. So, wait, is it going to be like like Stacy's headline rewrites? No, no, no. It's just trivia stuff. Right yep. on, or that's just wrong. Okay. Yep. Well, that sounds like fun. That's what yep. I'm in for that. Tomorrow. By the way, the gloves. Whoa. Do these make my fingers look worse or better? <laughs> they actually look like wider. It makes now they're fat and long? Yeah. Because normally they just look like long and thin, and now they look just big and fat. I felt kind of elegant. <laughs> they look great. No. Tell you what, Maura and her fingers will be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Uh, until then, the hay is in the barn. See you, everybody. Get to the chopper!